everybody, and welcome to Walton Biz Talk, where we have casual conversations about professional things. We're a student-run podcast created by the Business Communication Lab in the Sam M. Walton College of Business. My name is Ryan Decker. And I'm Jesse Schneeblin. And our topic this season is sustainability. Today, we're here with Sophie Hill and Will Motazidi. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, we're excited to be here. Thanks uh, for having us. Yeah, to start, are you able to just introduce yourselves and tell, tell us a little bit about what you do and what you're doing here at the university? Yeah, so um, I'm Sophie and um, I am the current director of sustainability for Associated Student Government, as well as um, the Zero Waste Coordinator, which is an intern at the Office for Sustainability and the uh, vice president of communications for Net Impact and also the former director of sustainability for Resident Center Hall Congress. Awesome, and what are you studying? Um, I'm doing international studies, Middle Eastern studies and Arabic. Uh, my name is William Otazidi. I am the former director of sustainability for the Associated Student Government and I am currently the deputy chief of staff for the, stu- the student government. And I am studying political science and history. Awesome. And what year in school are both of you? Oh, we're both juniors. Yeah, we're awesome. both juniors. Third cool. year. Well, you're both definitely very involved. Uh, <laughs> I really like to see that. Uh, one thing uh, we like to ask everyone on this podcast, just a little bit about what does sustainability mean to you? For sure. Um, so I definitely agree with the ideals of um, the Office for Sustainability on this one. So sustainability has three components to me, that is people, planet, and profit. Um, So if you want a policy or program that um, is sustainable, it has to hit all three of those. So people being, um, is it going to help people? Planet, is it going to serve the planet? And profit, um, is it gonna generate a profit or break even? Um, If it doesn't hit one of those, then it's not necessarily considered sustainable. I think of things more uh, on a broader scale. So when I think of sustainability, I think long-term, whereas um, some people think more so, like how can we get as much Mm-hmm. As much recycling accomplished yeah. in one week, I think of, okay, well, we have these issues that we're predicting could happen in mm-hmm. 50 years or 60 years. What can we do now to prevent um, these like cataclysmic events that mm-hmm. everyone predicts? What can we do um, at, on a corporate level, on a, a personal level, and just even from a government level and a political level? Um, like what can we do to plan ahead? So I don't think of it as a in the moment. I think of sustainability as protecting and preserving and being resilient uh, for the future and for the kids, not necessarily for us. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point Mm because a lot of people take kind of the divide between like right now, what can we do versus also like how will that help the future? Yeah. Um, So that's definitely something to have to take into consideration between how are my actions today going to affect mm-hmm. long-term as well as how is it affecting the immediate future? Yeah, and yeah, going off of that, so it's definitely important to have those short-term goals, but like Will said, long-term goals are also incredibly crucial to maintaining a green world and making it even greener than it is now. Um, and that goes for corporations, government, um, individuals, so really everyone. Because when you think of the ecosystems that are being affected by a lot of the harms and unsustainable actions, uh, they aren't ecosystems that can easily be turned around. Mm -hmm. If you stop pumping water from aquifers today, 
the aquifer isn't going to be refilled tomorrow. There right. are rebounds and there are effects to these environments that last for generations. And so um, it's just about being very conscious and knowing that it's not um, a short-term fix. Things move mm-hmm. very slowly with a lot of the uh, systems on our planet, if you think about it from an ecological perspective. Yeah. And it, from what I've learned in the past few years of being involved with sustainability on campus, if you want to change something top down, then you have to come up with a cost effective alternative in something that's going to generate money or save a corporation, potentially government money. Um, or else there's, there's not much point because I mean, if something's harmful to the environment, like it's definitely necessary to change it, but like, it, you also need to have like a cost-effective alternative. Right. People mm-hmm. respond to incentives of money. For right? sure. Just, exactly. When you get right down to it, everyone's exactly. going to respond to yeah. money. So. It's mm-hmm. a brutal truth, but it, yeah. money speaks and it speaks very loudly in this uh, in this field as well. So, mm-hmm. And that's one thing that a lot of people may think that, oh, these sustainable practices, they just, they cost so much money. Um, but mm-hmm. that's not always necessarily the case, yeah. right? Especially mm-hmm. from the individual level. Mm-hmm. Reusable water bottles, Definitely. biking to work, Definitely. all of that is a lot cheaper and it will save you a lot of money yeah. in the long run. Exactly. And like one thing I know actually because I um, get coffee a lot on campus um, mm-hmm. and I bring a reusable cup. And I think I calculated last year that if you bring a reusable cup, a lot of um, these coffee companies at the U of A, so Starbucks, Arcegas, I believe Hill Co., I'm not for sure on this. Um, but a lot of them give discounts. So if you get coffee a couple of times each week, you can save like upwards of $50 a year. Imagine what you can do with that. And that, that's just at the individual level right there. So, and that's just one thing. Mm-hmm. Just getting exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, I guess kind of along those lines, one thing, um, talking about like cheaper alternatives is with energy. Mm-hmm. Solar energy, yeah. Especially people who like install solar panels or whatever on their house. I know you two have done some work with lobbying mm-hmm. governments here in the at Arkansas. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Can you talk a little bit about that? What you worked on there? Yeah. Yeah. So we were approached in the spring by Audubon, Arkansas, and they had a campaign to pass a bill in the state legislature about uh, solar access. So essentially what it would do is it would deregulate the industry and allow companies uh, to put more uh, panels and have more uh, and be able to take more power from solar panels. Um, And that would have put us on par with the top uh, the top third of the states in the U.S. as far as solar panel policy, which is very important because Arkansas Mm -hmm. is uh, somehow, I don't know what the metric is, but we're, we're rated, pretty up yeah, there for solar sunshine. panel potential. Yes. Yeah, we got a lot of sunshine in yeah, this state. We're the 11th <laughs> sunniest state in the U.S. Apparently, yeah. so this would have allowed that to happen, and it would have also allowed a lot of private uh, private homeowners to be able to uh, have a more affordable access to solar panels. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had a lot of corporate support from Walmart and uh, the utility companies uh, in the state were negotiating very strongly for a lot Mm -hmm. of what they wanted, but we were able to bring them to the table too. And uh, it was a wonderful campaign. It was a successful campaign. Mm -hmm. So, uh, and of course, like Sophie and I, we got to go down to Little Rock and lobby. Oh yeah. And I think um, going off of what Will said, um, the coolest thing about this campaign was, I mean, like, 
it was awesome being able to learn how um, this grassroots campaign worked and was able to cater to um, everyone's interests. So um, especially getting Walmart in there. um, So getting a huge corporation on their side, um, but also staying to the sustainable agenda. Um, It was really awesome to learn how bipartisan uh, field organizing works. So um, I would definitely do something like that again. Um, it was awesome because we were involved for in that for what, like four months. It was it was a while. We spent four uh, four months doing that, yeah. and then there was um, there was a follow up actually go, going on this fall. Oh, I know that is yeah. happening, and Sophie's trying to take the lead on that one as well. Well, so there's. Her- there's a new field organizer here with Audubon. Um, his name is Sam. I don't know his last name off the top of my head. Um, but he is going to continue the efforts of Audubon. And hopefully I will be volunteering with that because um, that's something I'd love to do again and continue learning about field mm-hmm. organizing. Um, yeah. And I definitely think it's so important how Audubon runs these campaigns. And I really, really admire how they cater to everyone's interest and try and remain as bipartisan as possible. Because in a state like this, it, that's so, so important. Mm-hmm. Can you talk a little bit about that, like what you saw when you went down to the state capitol, um, just from the government perspective, how mm-hmm. does that work? Yeah. So for Arkansas, I mean, when I tell people that we passed a bill concerning renewable energy, mm-hmm. climate change type of... All the things. T- all those types <laughs> of aspects in a state where there's a super majority of Republican yeah. representatives. Um, it's shocking to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. But what people don't realize is that being sustainable and having sustainable practices does align with a lot of views of Republican mm-hmm. and Demo- uh, Democrat people. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as Republicans go, like this is great for business. We're deregulating an industry that allows yeah. people to save money and also be good stewards of the environment and conserve their environment. And those are all viewpoints that we were really trying to push. Is mm-hmm. This is great for business and really stimulating uh, the economy in especially the solar industry uh, and our state. And as far as the Democrats go, like it is no secret they have had a very big uh, green energy policy, especially when you see bills like the Green New Deal coming out. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's just a a really big part of the Democratic Party's um, um, motives going forward with a lot of their policies. So uh, bringing forth the sustainable solar energy bill was for the Democrats like that was a pretty big buy for them or a pretty big sell. I mean, um, so yeah, ba- basically the whole thing was um, designing the bill to to be attractive to all parties. Right. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so, did you guys do lobbying? Yeah. Right? Can mm-hmm. you talk um, a little bit about that? Yeah. So um, I actually I'm from Bentonville and we. Um, we have a Republican representative. Um, his name is Jim Dotson, I think. Don't quote me on that. <laughs> um, yeah, we have a Republican representative um, in Bentonville. And um, so what we did, what all of the Audubon volunteers did, was pull their representative out of House floor and um, 
lobby to them, talk to them about the piece of legislation. So um, for Jem, since I knew um, he was more conservative, I talked about the um, Walmart support that this bill had. Um, and I also talked about how it would demonopolize uh, the market um, and expand the economy and that there would be fiscal incentives. Um, so it just, for me, like I learned it is so important to cater and know, know your audience in that scenario or else like you're not going to get anything done. Right. So. And we had a big campaign near the beginning of the year mm-hmm. around collecting signatures. So yes. there was a small business coalition Yes. Um, because as important as it is to have a big corporate support, there needs to be the voices of the smaller people in there as well. So a ton of those. Ton of, so we mm-hmm. had a, a small business coalition uh, and we collected signatures. We would go around town uh, to different businesses and get support. And then we also got, um, our goal was a thousand signatures of just individuals, people on campus. Mm-hmm. And we got a 150 hundred. signatures or so on just from tabling on campus and for like two signatures. hours for one two time. hours yeah, so if we could fun. do that for two hours on campus the broader support that we would see in Fayetteville uh, to get those signatures would be I mean just it's crazy to think about yeah. mm-hmm. and same with students like we we talked to them about like all, all the good things that this bill could bring and so, like it, and it depended on the person and their interest because we knew a lot of these people who were signing the petition. So, and people would say, um, "Oh, like my grandma just installed solar panels on her house, or my dad's office or company just put solar panels on." So it's not a localized thing where mm-hmm. you know solar or wind or whatever is being uh, is being preferred over like conventional forms of electricity. This is a very widespread thing that people yeah. are recognizing. They just need to be mobilized to do something about it, and yeah. that's what was great about this campaign mm-hmm. is we could take their voices and then bring it to um, to the legislature, and that was a great way to kind of come full circle and see a completed process. Yeah, yeah. kind of like your point earlier, Sophie, about knowing your audience. Yeah. I mean, that's really important because a lot of people, even if they don't agree with climate change or they, mm-hmm. don't, they don't think that's a real issue, even then they know that solar panels would save them money. Sure, right? yeah, but, definitely. I mean, a lot of times it doesn't really matter if they believe uh, in like the climate change or not mm-hmm. if you can show them this will help you in other ways mm-hmm, too. Definitely. Right? And that's just yeah. that's just mm-hmm. a bonus incentive on top of that. Mm-hmm. So I think that's really important, like what you're talking mm-hmm. about, knowing your audience, because everyone wants the same thing. We all want to save money and we all want to have a good environment for mm-hmm. the, or future, the future. The future, yes. Mm-hmm. Like everyone. Um, so I think that's really important to stress and it's not like a political divide. Right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I think it's best for sustainability and climate change to not be a political divide because it does in the end affect us all it will affect all the future generations everyone's offspring that is on this planet right now um so it's it's best to just try and unite on this one right Mm -hmm. yeah i mean as long as you can make it seem like a win-win for everyone yeah as Mm -hmm. long as you can communicate Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. and i think that's probably where it's been where we've had the most problems so far. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's been a very politicized debate. Between, yeah. Well, the left wants this, but the mm-hmm. right is against it, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, we all want the same thing. Everyone wants to have a good 
environment for mm-hmm. their offspring for, for everyone, sure. right? Mm-hmm. And so by really politicizing this, we're really doing ourselves a disservice. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think so many people get discouraged, um, especially at the national level where there is so much visibility on what's happening. People get really discouraged to do anything about it on such a big scale because things move so slow. Mm-hmm. Like this bill was signed in March, I believe, March or April, and they're still trying to balance out a lot of the, like what the quotas will be, what the ratios yeah. of power are going mm-hmm. to be, how it's going to be billed. Um, and it's been, so it's been half a year. Uh, so as much of a victory as that was, it just, it takes so long and there's not instant gratification. Mm-hmm. And that's so discouraging to people. And when you add that into, add that with the money that's involved with lobbying from both sides mm-hmm. and with a lot of really extreme demands that people want, it's not going to happen. It's not right. going to happen in a one, one term. It's mm-hmm. not going to happen before the next election. And that's such a huge issue when you think about Congress. Um, and, and my thing is, you know, if we put all the energy and money that we're putting towards preventing things from happening and we put that instead towards actually getting this stuff done, maybe it would mm-hmm. go faster. But uh, the debate is not helping anyone on either side. Um, those resources would be better if we compiled them and put them towards progressing things quicker. And it's discouraging, too, when you see these headlines. Like, we have 17 months until we're past the point of no return. Oh, uh, gosh. I mean, all yeah. that stuff. I mean, that doesn't help anything, right? I no. Mean, this work is going to take a long time, from what I've heard here. Mm-hmm. And so I think having those headlines, it just doesn't really help anyone. Well, I was like, why am I going to bust my butt doing something if I know I'm going to be dead in 17 months? (laughs) Like, by all means, like, if if we're all going to die, then fine, just let it happen. (laughs) But why am I going to put all the work into fixing these things? But I I will say on that, um, maintaining the uh, perspective that business per usual will work Mm -hmm. regarding sustainability is not effective right now because... Even though some of us may not be seeing the full effects of climate change, there are a lot of people who are in many, many other areas. And the best thing to do right now would be to stop putting Band-Aids on situations and really fix a lot of the systems that we have in place. And so we can just put things on autopilot. But again, it has... It has to be catered to everyone mm-hmm. for something to actually get passed through the mm-hmm. government or through all the other corporations that there are, yeah. that all everyone has stake in this. Mm-hmm. So Definitely. it's tough. Or we'll die in 17 months. So <laughs> Hopefully not. Hopefully not. I got plans. I have plans. <laughs> I was going to say, I have to graduate. Like, same. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, that's, so you're both obviously very passionate about sustainability. Can you talk a little bit about how you got interested in it in the first place? Like what really sparked this uh, passion? Um, okay. So for me, um, this is kind of unconventional, I guess, but uh, I was a freshman and um, I had just joined Residence Inner Hall Congress as a representative and um, I decided to join the Sustainability Committee. Um, and I think through that, uh, the current director of sustainability, not current, the former director of sustainability when I was a freshman for RIC, um, 
sent out like a list of volunteer activities and one of them was with the office for sustainability just for like a normal game day cleanup um and so i started volunteering at a couple of those and um ended up just kind of cultivating a passion for it and realizing um how important it was and um yeah i applied to the office for sustainability got hired and i've been doing that since june 2018 so yeah a little over a year awesome yeah mm-hmm. so for me i think growing up the idea of renewable energy was one of the first things i became politically aware of um the older i got so just realizing that there was a big issue and seeing the bigger picture of um you know climate change and and how we affect our planet in unsustainable ways that was really my first thing i became very passionate about from a young age it was like sixth grade and there's kind of a really strange engineering geek just inside me screaming to get out. <laughs> and oh so <laughs> learning how like solar panels worked or wind farms and how that affects like the atmosphere, like that all is very fascinating to me. And so that was the big point. I was like, wow, like how can we get wind farms everywhere? They are so cool. Mm-hmm. And then that sort of diffused into um, like, you know, water. How do we get water to people in, in places? How mm-hmm. can we be, be better stewards of our environment, recycling, um, social sustainability issues? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that's what really started it. And it was a great entry into the rest of the field. And yeah. then when I came to, to the school here in Fayetteville, that was the first time I had ever really seen sustainability practiced on a much bigger scale whether it be the university's office for Mm -hmm. sustainability or just the city of Fayetteville's practices um, that was a great validation for me and I was uh, I took a few sustainability courses as well and back in the day yes and Sophie and I and that's where Sophie and I became friends (laughs) that Uh, was it was yes we were struggling during the final it was (laughs) such a mess final uh but that that uh, ability for people to come together about it was extremely validating to what i had been geeking out about in secret for so many years before that yeah that's awesome and i think like and will you'll probably agree with me on this that um ever since we first had that like little passion for sustainability mm-hmm. um which is so so great um I think like every day throughout this job and like the various leadership positions that we've both held on campus, we continue to learn more and more about this and how um, we learned in Foundations of Sustainability freshman year. And I 100% agree with this. Everything is connected. Um, Everything is changing and we're all in this together. So with everything is connected, like it is so true. Sustainability is economic, political, um social it's it's has to do with literally everything and i mean a lot of people don't know that um a lot of people just equate sustainability with recycling which is like a super great start and that that's back honestly like where i started um but it's so so much more than that it's a whole field Mm -hmm. and everyone holds stake in it 
And I was very guilty of having a very narrow-minded view of it. Like, I remember when I saw my first wind farm driving to Colorado. <laughs> I was like, this is, like, like, this is everything that I've ever wanted in life. And then, like, realizing that actually, like, being able to have, like, sustainable food is a part of sustainability. And that's something that um, was a super, uh, almost a rude awakening because I realized, like, I have been missing out on this entire spectrum of of uh, issues that are affecting yeah. humans and and the quality of life across the world. Uh, so that is a very big part. Is there's always going to be more, no matter what. Um, this isn't an issue that necessarily has a definite end. Like we will always be able to find different things mm-hmm. to improve. There's always room for improvement. Yeah, yeah I don't even think we've. Like in our time that we've been here, we've even like broken like the surface level because there is so much more um, and there always will be. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's an important point and that's something we're trying to show in this podcast is Mm -hmm. that there's so like sustainability is in everything, right? We're trying to talk to as many people as we can to show Mm -hmm. that no matter what you're doing, whatever you're studying, no matter what you're passionate about, there are ways to implement sustainable practices Mm -hmm. in whatever it is. Right? Yes. Be that food waste, be that fashion apparel, mm-hmm. architecture, business, Literally. everything. Mm-hmm. It's so true. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And that's why, like, um, add PR here, um, the sustainability minor at the U of A can be applicable to nearly any major. Um, what I tell people whenever I table at orientation is that it gives them um, a leg up whenever they're entering the career field because it shows that they're specializing in something. And it's becoming increasingly important to corporations and others, so many other organizations. So Yeah, yeah. talk a little bit more about that. What can students do to get involved on campus? I know yeah. obviously they can get involved at the Office for Sustainability. Mm-hmm. There's a sustainability minor. Mm-hmm. What else yeah. is there? Um, so, yeah, there's tons of things. So there are so many volunteer activities. A lot of those are up on Give Pulse. The Office for Sustainability does um, trail cleanups. Um And there's also so many sustainability clubs, some RSOs that hold sustainability as a primary or secondary initiative. And um, we have a sustainability coalition for that. And I am leading that this year. And so all of those clubs meet and collaborate on events. Um, A lot of those are volunteer events or just informational events. Um, Lots of them have free food. Um, And we advertise those pretty heavily um, at the Office for Sustainability on our newsletter, our Instagram, our Twitter. Um, but yeah, there's there's loads of ways to get involved. Um, Will and I just picked, we picked ASG, Net Impact, RIC. Um, but like what I've learned is that like you don't necessarily need a position to make an impact on this campus. Um Find a problem, talk to the right people, and try and come up with a good way to fix it, Mm. I'd say. Yeah. One thing that I have realized um, coming from a a smaller town and being a part of a larger community is that there's a good chance there will be someone who shares what you're passionate about. And so echoing what Sophie said, find a passion. There will be someone who shares it. You might have Mm. to look a bit harder than most, but yeah. there will be someone. Um, I think being engaged with, obviously the university is important, but university students also should take advantage of, of the 
area in which they live. I yeah. mean, Fayetteville has We've, like the farmers market is the first thing that comes to market. my mind is like sustainable yeah. farming and making sure that we're supporting local economy, local, big snacks, local economy. <laughs> we local love farmers. it. We love to see it. Um, Ozark Natural Foods. Ozark Natural Just Foods. Just gonna put that one out there. Yeah, drop it. That is they support local agriculture and that's good. So it's being a smart, it's a co-op. Being smart about where you shop and what you do in the community. Um, there is a big movement now with the city council to reduce or completely get rid of styrofoam products, I believe. On they, So the city of Fayetteville is banning styrofoam on city property. Um, I'm not 100% sure if they're looking to expand that or mm-hmm. what the university, since the university is, is its own entity, I'm not sure what the right. university is going to do with that. Hopefully something. Um, there are alternatives to styrofoam. Many, many. It's a whole other conversation on product <laughs> procurement. Um, but, uh, yeah. And then also in Fayetteville, like, we have Citizens Climate Lobby. Audubon is here. Like, there there are so many political sure. organizations to get involved in. Um, representatives right now running for Arkansas uh, House of Representatives. Um, lots of great candidates who have sustainability as a platform. So, so, so many ways for students to get involved. And I think one of the best ways to vote is with your money. Go to these yes. places and, mm-hmm. and you know, uh, obviously, like, the city of Fayetteville is banning the styrofoam. Mm-hmm. But I read an article the other day that said many businesses are following suit, um, just following the lead because right. it's just what's happening as a great culture. So, if I know that, you know, a food truck is using biodegradable, um, you know, Mm-hmm. trays or something like that i would love to give them my money and show them my support um and also get something in return while i'm at it yeah uh, so just spin- spending your money wisely and in the right places yeah. is a great way to support or not support uh something <laughs> something that yeah. that you're passionate about mm-hmm. yeah. and i do want to say though um Products diverted from the landfill, so waste diversion is recycling, compost, um, recovery in some sorts. Those are a definitely a great step. Um, an example of waste diversion would be like if you had a plastic water bottle and you recycled it instead of throwing it into a trash can. Um, so waste diversion is a great step for laying the foundation, but um, I think the main goal, um, something that's would be a game changer is waste aversion. So don't use it if you don't need it. And um, an example of that would be like carrying a reusable water bottle around and just not using like that plastic water bottle in the first place. Um, And that's hard um, because that's a, a, I mean, that's just like a really plain example, but um, sometimes it's less convenient for people to practice waste aversion um, and for companies to practice waste aversion. But um, Personally, I think that's the direction that we should be moving in. Yeah, right. I mean, we talked about that in the first episode, too, is that, yes, recycling is good. Mm-hmm. If, you have, if you have the product, it's good to recycle it instead of throw it away. Sure. But what would be even better if it uh-huh. wasn't even there in the first place, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Stopping it at the source. Exactly. Yeah. So with those recycling systems, um, it's sometimes a bit tough to know where exactly they're going um, and if there's an economy for certain products that are being recycled. So yeah, it's definitely much more sustainable to avert waste um, and just don't use the product if you don't need it. Yeah, exactly. 
Yeah. And so from the, you know, there's a lot of students uh, here that listen to the podcast from mm-hmm. the student perspective. We talked a little bit in episode one about like what a student can do, mm-hmm. uh, but let's just kind of go over that again. Cool. Right. Yeah. I mean, we talked about plastic water bottles, mm-hmm. right? If you plastic don't need water a plastic water mm-hmm. bottle, obviously, I mean, if you drink out of a plastic water bottle, it's not like you're killing the earth, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not like the end of the world. Get a Brita. Yeah. Get, oh. a Brita. Get a Brita. Like, filter that water if you want. I mean, personally, I think the Ozarks has killer tap water. Exactly. Like, it, that is great. <laughs> it's good, Will. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You made a face. I need everyone to know that. Um, but yeah, other things. Um, ladies and gentlemen, reusable cups at all of your local coffee shops. Um, you save money. Like, it's a win-win. Um, what else? Volunteering, which we talked about. Um, certain clubs. Kind of like transportation. Getting around. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So all right, go off. <laughs> I have ridden the bus for the past two years on campus. Oh and I am a big believer in... Um, one day living somewhere where I can just always have access to public transit because I love public transit. I really do. And you meet new people. You're not having to waste your gas. You're not having to pay for the gas. Um, the university's bus system is pretty easy to use Mm -hmm. once you have had a few, um, goes at it and you just like, it just works so well. And if it works, why not use it? And why not save the trouble of exactly. using your car? And it's just, exactly. it makes a lot of sense to me. Um, yeah. Like, and like, let's look at that even further, right? Mm-hmm. You have people who would normally drive to campus. Yes. Right? They drive to campus. They spend that money on wear and tear on the car mm-hmm. and gas, right? Mm-hmm. So then they park. They have to spend that money on parking each year. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. if you think about that, if you just didn't drive, so let's say you walked, mm-hmm. let's say you biked to campus, mm-hmm. let's say you used the bus, something like that. Mm-hmm. All that money you saved, but also that would mean that there would be less of a parking problem here at the University of Arkansas. Absolutely. And ladies right. and gentlemen, yeah. parking <laughs> parking can be a problem. We, we have a problem. <laughs> yes, we um, do. Yeah, um, no, I definitely think... And, Okay, so we have uh, on the Office for Sustainability website, like, a map of the radius of you can walk to school if you live within this area, and then you can take the bus to school if you live within this area, and then all the other areas you'd have to drive to campus. So um, our bus routes are pretty good. Um, What I really, really wish to see um, eventually is um, maybe bus routes expanded. And I know... um, there are a lot of issues I'm not considering with that right now because, you know, there's probably so many opinions in uh, parking and transit with that. Um, but I think that would be really cool. So students didn't have to um, drive from like 10 minutes away, park in a green lot, then take the bus up. Yeah. Um, that would be super cool. But like definitely if you live on a bus route, um, I would say for sure take the bus like y'all save money out there <laughs> yeah and that'll change if more people want to use the bus yes the bus exactly expand, right? yes we need that demand. like please <laughs> and, and the way i look at it is you know i'm not here saying that we should abolish cars like that's sure. silly okay. but mm-hmm. um you know i for example i took the bus all day this week from mm-hmm. my and i live 
Um, about a mile and a half from campus, but uh, my tank was low on gas on Monday and I've only had to drive my car twice. So I saved, uh, you know, 20 bucks having to fill up my tank yeah. this week. Mm-hmm. And I can I, I could use that 20 bucks for groceries. And my thing is, if I was walking on the sidewalk and saw a $20 bill, I would pick it up. Exactly. In my mind, like, like that's <laughs> like, like, facts. like, like that's me said. saving $20 right there and being able to use it for something else mm-hmm. um and mm-hmm. so like will i fill up my tank yes but the w- the fact that i could um like divert that money to uh, elsewhere because i had alternative options mm-hmm. is really important to me and um another quick plug for the office for sustainability <laughs> um we have um VO ride um which is a super great program mm-hmm. so if you live within a couple miles of school, then you can pick up a bike. Um, and memberships um, are heavily discounted for students. Um, I think it's something around $40 per year. Or you can do monthly memberships or just put money on the app. And, like, if it's a nice day biking to campus, like, what a great way to get some exercise. Yeah, and if you for learn- anyone for anyone who doesn't know what a VO ride is, that's mm-hmm. our bike sharing uh, program yeah. here on campus. So there's bikes all across campus. Mm-hmm. You can use them by downloading the app and using the money kind of like almost a Venmo service. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but mm-hmm. through the app, then you can pay and use the bike and drop it off wherever you end yeah. up. Mm-hmm. And there's no excuse, people. Fayetteville has trails all over the place. We have loads and of trails. And they're nice trails. Um, so grab a bike. Grab it today. Imagine how fun <laughs> it would be. Um, like, y'all want to go to Crystal Bridges? Don't drive. Take a bike. I, I'm I, kidding. I, That'd I, be like I would really probably, yeah. yeah. I think but I would drive. Still, it's too far. The, that's for the dedicated bike riders out there. If you're Absolutely. advanced, you know go you ahead are. and try it. Yeah. <laughs> Spend time outdoors. Love the nature. Love, love, love the nature. thy nature. And see, and as you, thyself. If you spend time outside. You'll realize what you'd be missing if you know all of a sudden the world just goes downhill. Yeah. Right? Sure. If, if we yeah. if we don't stop killing our planet, then mm-hmm. right. I mean, love it like, while you have it. I exactly. guess. Yeah. Really. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. awesome. Well, thank you both for joining uh, joining me today. Uh, this was yeah. really great. Really good to get to know about what students are doing on campus as well as what other students can do if they want to get involved. So thank you so much. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, this was it's fun. Been a blast. Thanks. <laughs>